In episode 15 of the 4 or 5 podcast, or what will go on to be known as the one where Sean has seen all the films and Adam hasn't, we talk about Patterson and the United Kingdom, two films that debuted on English shores during the London Film Festival, but are only grabbing the hearts and minds of the public now. Plus, we add another Christmas movie to your list. All this on the 4 or 5 film podcast in partnership with Picturehouse Central. Welcome to the 405 Film Podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Libanati Roach. Hello and welcome. We are here and after last week's bumper episode on Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, Sean Melton and I, Adam Libanati Roach, hello, well, to turn to talk about more than one film. Isn't that right, Sean? Yes. More than one film. Yeah. What happened? We just spent 20 minutes talking about them fantastic beasts and where to find them. They were super fantastic. Colin Farrell was super fantastic. Didn't even get to talk about, you know, fantastic beats and where to find them, fantastic streets and where to grind them. We had to cut that part from the podcast. But you wrote about it, didn't you? I, 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 I didn't write about it on the website, on the 405.com oh, in the end. I no. that that would have been the entire thing, was just relaying all of your witticisms to the world with links to your Twitter profile. Yeah, some people come out of films with, um, you know, thoughts on the film itself. I came out of the film with uh, potential articles for publications around the world. I enjoyed Fantastic Beats, B-E-E-T-S, for Vegetarian Magazine. What else? I like. Come on, massage my ego. Please. I like mm. one for mm. um, accountants. Aha. Mm. Uh-huh. Mm. Which was mm. fantastic deets and where to, oh. I think, bind them? Yes, yes it was. I pretended like I didn't know. Yes, it was fucking fantastic. Anyway. You're very proud of yourself. I'm very proud of myself. As I said in the intro before the intro, the printro? I need to be honest. Mm-hmm. This week's podcast, I know, I've got my arm up in the air and I'm just... Scratch my armpit. This week's podcast is going to be more of a one-way traffic situation, a yield sign of movie knowledge. There's the two I, films out. Have only yield, that doesn't make any sense. It's a one-way street. Yeah. Why there? Why would there be a yield sign? Just in case it came to a junction. But you wouldn't necessarily yield. It depends on how you're entering the intersection. A yield sign of movie knowledge, as the two films out have only been seen by Sean. Yes. Why is that? Why haven't you seen? Because it was during London Film Festival, and I and I no, I saw I saw these last week. I saw both of these in like the last two weeks. Oh, I didn't know that. What? I saw saw United Kingdom two days ago. What is wrong with you? I saw United Kingdom on Friday. What were you doing on Friday? I I was out. (laughs) I was out having a few drinks with a few friends. That's about it. I told you I was seeing a movie. Yeah, I completely I forgot. Okay, so yeah, you've seen it in the past two weeks. I saw Patterson. Patterson may have been a couple weeks ago now. It was the preview screening with um, Adam Driver was there. You didn't go to that with me? Did Bro- I to- brother of Minnie. Did I go to that by myself? Yeah. Were you there with me? No. I really thought I was with someone. You probably were, and that person was like, why are you turning and talking to me the whole time? I'm not going to hold your bag. Oh, no, I was there alone. I was there alone. You were? Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen either of these two films. So the first film we're going to talk about, Patterson. Um, mm. Crazy thing, Jim Jarmusch. Mushk? Is it Marsh, Mush? Mush. Jim Jarmusch. <laughs> the Mush, Lush, about the Hush. That's, that's old advertising. 
is Jim Jamush is a name I've not heard thrown around in terms of film at all. However, recently, and by recently I mean the past few weeks where you've seen these films, I've heard it mentioned more than once with like Gimme Danger which and... Which is a film you saw. I did. Yeah, so now you've seen a Jim Jarmusch film. I know, and I'm not going to go back and rewrite this and reset. But And now Patterson. So I then went and did a bit of research to see what he had done. Your list is missing the best one. Though. Broken Flowers, didn't know it. The best one, Coffee and Cigarettes rings a bell and Mystery Train. No, what's the best one? Come on, Jim Jarmusch. Only Lovers Left Alive. Tom what is Hiddleston that? Until just Swinton are vampires. They're sexy, beautiful vampires. <sighs> I just didn't didn't care too hard to look into it. I'm sorry about that, man. I and you apologize to Tilda Swinton right now. Dear Tilda Swinton has done less blasphemy to film as Scarlett Johansson has to Ghost in the Shell. I apologize for your film of Jim Jarmusch. For missing it. For missing don't it. Don't apologize for the film. It's a great film. Oh, I never apologize. I don't know how to apologize. Anyway, Patterson, true. introduce the film to us. The tagline of it is set in the present in Patterson, New Jersey. This is a tale about a bus driver and poet. Adam Driver plays a bus driver hmm. named Patterson who lives in Patterson. Okay. That gives Isn't that literally... Beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? It feels like something you'd... I just think that's great. Why? It's just... I, like, imagine if your name was Adam Driver and you played a bus driver. I think that's neat. How often do you get to play your namesake? I feel like every day on set, Adam Driver was like, I'm a bus driver, beep, beep. Do you also think... Also driver. But then he'd be like, he wouldn't ever mind a commute. No, probably not. Because he'd be doing what he's supposed to be doing instead of acting. If we all did what our last name... Well, that's what our last names are originally from. Mm-hmm. Like, from what you did. So maybe way, way back, Adam Driver's ancestors were drivers. Uh, drivers of trying to think though. of one, like Robertson, son of Robert, or... Um, um, Smith were, like... Blacksmith. Blacksmiths. Yeah. Um, Can we think of any more on the side? Melton, my last name, means of the fields, I think. Mine's just complicated. I don't know what it means. But long I should name? Long out. name means a long name. Anyway, back to Patterson. So he's a bus driver and a poet. Yes. What's great about this film, apart from Adam Driver? It is a film that um, takes place over the course of a week, um, other than it's starting on a Monday and ending on... I want to say it ends on the Sunday. It may end on the Monday. It is um, Patterson's very, very normal week. It's um, you. There's no exposition. There's no extra introduction to things you're just kind of it's as if Jim Jarmusch opened a window into his life and you just got to watch him live a week of his life the biggest um kind of I guess two big things that happen in the film aren't even big things at all because they're just normal things that anyone would encounter in a week in their life but um that's what Jim Jarmusch is so great at and I haven't seen a ton of his films either but um he's able to take um I don't even want to say mundane because I love I love daily repetitiveness. I, I think I think that's what makes the extra special seem extra special and also I think there's comfort in in that um, in day to day life and that's what um, Patterson is, it's day to day. And also with delightful poetry. Um, Will it be up for an Oscar, do you think? No. Why? Just quickly. Um it's 
it's not the kind of film that the Academy would pay attention to. It was nominated for a bunch of Gotham Awards, which were presented the other night, and um, it I don't think it won any of them, but it was nominated there. It wasn't nominated for any Independent Spirit Awards, but I don't know if it qualified. I, I would be shocked if it was nominated for any yeah. Oscars. Maybe an actor category, but, I mean... Adam Driver is getting there now. Yeah. He's, he's having that... Um... The same thing that Fatspender has. Oscars is just so political and complicated. Let's I, not go I, that haven't, I haven't looked at any of the lists. People have their guest lists. I haven't looked at them yet this year. I don't know if he's been on it. But honestly, it depends on it always depends on what other films you're stacked up against for the year. Yeah. And and I also don't know the history of Jim Darmusha at the Oscars if his films have been given any attention. So I don't know. Is it watchable with your parents about having to explain much prior? Yes, yes, absolutely. I think it would be a good let's watch this together kind of film. It's okay. very sweet. It's very, very sweet. Before we go into um, a United Kingdom and talk about it, I'm going to give you a challenge. Oh, no. You said you used to do poems. Oh, no. So for the end of the show, I want you to do a poem about the podcast that was. It only has to be like seven or eight lines. It can be a haiku. It can be a haiku, okay, yes. Okay, I'll write a haiku. So Sean's going to start thinking about that, and we're just going to go into a quick break to listen to some music. Or just a ditty. It's just a ditty. A isn't Christmas it? song. We're going to play a Christmas song. Yeah, back. Um, we were just talking about Patterson being perfect for parents. Unlike stepbrothers, <laughs> which I showed to my parents by accident without thinking there was the bit where he puts his testicles on the on the drum. Anyway. <laughs> stepbrothers is an amazing film for all ages and all types of families. Less testicles on a drum, more United Kingdom. Oh, wow. That is an unfortunate segue for a beautiful film. Take it back. I, I will, no. but yes. There we go, that's it, taking it back. Yes, no. I will, but yes. Um, tell me about A United Kingdom. This is a film that, to me, is needed this year. Am I right in saying that? It is. Um, it's a film directed by Ama Asante, who is a British director. Um, she wrote and directed Belle a couple years ago, and uh, she... I'd, I'd put her up as one of the most prolific British directors right now. And not just in the category of, oh, she's a lady. But in general, I think hers is a name that comes up um, a lot now. And uh, this is a, a historical film, a historical romance. And it is the story of Suretse, comma and Ruth Williams. And they meet and fall in love. And you think, oh, that's okay. Except... Um, Sretse is the prince of um, a country in Africa. Um, Which is and, now Botswana. Yes, and it was um, uh, Bex, Bexwanaland. 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 Um, and Ruth was British and white. An and, office worker. Yep. And uh, and at that time in the it was uh, end of the nineteen forties, forty eight, um, and. It was very much frowned upon yeah. for um, for black people, white people to be together. I think in the states it was illegal in a lot of states to marry, and at the time in South Africa, it actually was um, illegal for what they called the mixing of races. So um, 
they had um, a lot of pushback from the British government specifically for their relationship and for a time um, uh, Sretze was banned from his own country and um, Ruth was there and they were separated and, and yeah it's a uh, it was interesting watching it and kind of thinking wow we've come a long way but not especially like the British government isn't going to keep a an interracial couple apart but they still could be assaulted in the street uh, <laughs> depending on where you are so some things some things rang very still to this day of like yes I could see a father not speaking to his daughter for marrying someone who's black that's absolutely not not out of their own possibility but for the government to get involved and to try to um, stop their relationship not so much, but the entire story um, became world news because of the British government's refusal to let them be together and how they were trying to... Um, it was all very political and neat, wanting to control the um, the land in, um, in Botswana land and, uh, and in South Africa, so that had a lot more to do with it than, than them being a couple. But the film is absolutely beautiful. It balances the... It's a sweeping romance, like one of those ones where some people in the theater were kind of giggling. I was just grinning because it was like, ah. Were you swept away in the romance? I was. I was completely swept away. And that's because um, Rosamund Pike and David O. Oyelo. 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 Um, they have the best chemistry and they made such a beautiful couple. And um, it's filmed beautifully. The. Uh, the contrast of London being grey and very blue-tinged and Africa, where they filmed on location in Botswana, was um, you could just feel the heat. And so she um, Ama, paid very close attention to, to setting. And, um, and yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I think it was definitely... Um, it was a little bit, I feel like, a kind of bit nostalgic in a sense of when we watch Downton Abbey, it's like a little... It's not so rough around the edge. It's a little cleaned up. And I think that this definitely, even though we did see a lot of the struggles between this couple, I think it was still smoothed out a little bit for it to be big picture ready. And I'm sure they faced a lot more challenges and and um, probably altercations and um, tr- trouble than was shown in the film. But I think it balanced the 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 horror of th- the government stepping in and saying, yeah. nah, you can't get married because of these reasons and and the the wanting to make it a, a big, beautiful film. I think that was balanced really well. That romance but, is needed. Was, a romance was, like that, that is needed. And, yeah. And I liked it. Um, it, uh, yeah, very beautifully acted. Rosamund Pike was amazing. Um, Tom Felton was in it. Oh, no. As, what? Tom Felton? Where's mo- he been? The most, like, the... Everyone who played a British person against their marriage was the most British person you could ever find, and he played one of them with a tiny little moustache. Tom Felton, Draco Malfoy, to the unknowledgeable. Tiny, tiny little moustache, and basically being like, "Oh no, you possibly can't stay together." It was, uh, it was. Do amazing. that. Do that again. No. Please. <laughs> no. <laughs> so for all British people listening, whatever we're really posh. <laughs> yeah, super posh. It was. So, so posh. So posh. Well, okay. Great. Will this be it for an Oscar? Um, I, I would like it to, but no. I think there's too much competition. I'm going to start asking this question more no. as we start steaming it's, up towards Academy period. It's something I've been trying to pay more attention to in the last few years because you have to really look at the films throughout an entire year. And there's the a tier-level process of voting, which can be kind of confusing, um, which I won't explain right now. Um, 
because it's lame and boring. But you can probably do that as part of our Academy special. Yeah. Do 15 yeah. minutes of you explaining. Yeah, why not? Is it watchable with parents? Um, what about grandparents? Sweeping romance. Are your grandparents a little racist? <laughs> Is it watchable with parents? <laughs> Are they a little racist? <laughs> Is it watchable with parents in general? <laughs> Yes, I think so. Um, the The romance is very tasteful. There's no. Um, it's it's a it's classic like l- like late nineteen forties romance. There's no like graphic sex scenes or anything like that. So it's I think it's definitely watchable with parents for sure. All right, that's good <laughs> to know. It's, it's, it, it always depends, depends on, on your. your depends it on always your depends on parents in that instance and that circumstance. Anyway, Sean. Yeah. What can you hear? <gasps> I think is that could it be? <gasps> I think it is. Do I hear Christmas music? You do hear <gasps> Christmas. You hear sleigh bells and Christmas music. Dashing Be- through the snow when Because it's that time again. What time is it? 9.59pm oh, wow. Actually it's not ha huh? that's an old joke and everyone makes shit jokes like that all the time. I don't feel I've been lively enough. I've not been lively enough. I've not said enough on the microphone. Anyway, after the successful choice of Home Alone 2 last week, we jingle our bells and rock around a Christmas tree with another Christmas movie choice. You know, we've only got three more of these podcasts left until Christmas, not counting our extra special Boxing Day special special. It's very special. Special. So so I've heard. So you need to be watching these films Mm -hmm. week in, week out. So lay it on me. Hit a snowball at my face. Make sure that you don't throw any yellow snow my direction. What film is it? My fourth choice um, is... In the countdown. 1998's Jack Frost. Oh, fuck off. What's your deal with this film? Every time it happens... Like, it's like you do a Twitter search for Jack Frost and you respond and reply to anyone that mentions it. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I've seen conversations about Jack Frost between, on Twitter. Between me and Zachary... Zachary... Who, who blogs at the 405 so technically you introduced us okay don't blame it on me don't turn it on me i am i've been here before i've been in this turnaround position no don't turn this on me it's on a he's on a stranger though okay jack frost is this the one where the snowman's a killer no no this is the one where the snowman's a bad dad what if you in the days of blockbuster the days of your oh dad could you take out jack frost for us um, but you want me to explain the plot? Was that what that rambling meant? Yeah. Okay, so Jack Frost is about a dad who's a shit dad, and then he dies, and he comes back to life a year later as a snowman because his son plays a magical harmonica, except originally it wasn't magical. It was just something he gave to his son because he was a shit dad. And then... He, as a snowman, bonds with his son like he never did as a human and teaches him important life lessons. But then it's like, shit, winter is going away now because it's almost, you know, spring. Put him in the freezer. Well, they try to bring him up to, like, the mountains where it's a little colder. But then he's like, son, I'm, I'm a snowman. I have to melt, but I'll always be inside your heart. The end. You just ruined the film. Everyone's seen this film. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's a terrible film. I love it. 
How horrifying is that? It's not like he doesn't come back to life at the end. If you take it into real life terms, so not, you know, Hollywood film terms, like, oh, my dad's come back and they've lost him again. Right? I like, what? He's a snowman, which is weird. And maybe only good in snowball fights. And then he has to, like, then he has to go through the pain of losing snowman dad again. After losing real dad, who was a shit dad, maybe like the first dad, it wasn't that sad. It was maybe just didn't care. Who's only in it for the presents? That's true. But the the reason I is this available on VHS? Well, I don't know, but you know what is available? The original 1998 website. Oh, what? So like Space Jam, it's still there. It is still up. Sean's reaching for a laptop here to display it in front of me. So if you hear a clunk, that's what it is. So. So it's another 90s film that's decided to have its website up, like Space Jam, for example. Yep, still up. Oh, my computer's so sad. Just do it on the main one. Yeah. So Type, type it, type it, type So it. I'll type. Type in WB and certainly just WB and then um, Jack Frost. WB slash? No, just do that in Google search and then I'll find Okay, I hope everyone's doing this movie. as well. <laughs> WB, then Jack Frost. Go. And then you Click get the link, them. which is wb-jackfrost.warnerbrothers.com, warnerbros.com. <gasps> Build your very own snowman! <laughs> um, scroll over these things. Oh, he does a dance. Keep I going, can, go I can. And, oh, oh. oh, he takes his head off. What? It's now on video and DVD. So I'm just going to take a screen grab of this and make sure that it's in our uh, our roundup of the um, the thing. No, we got to get off the website, Sean. We got everything to talk about. But I think we should um, we should learn some frosty facts. Um, we can learn one, some frosty facts one. to, to let's say at the one. end because you still got your poem to make. Let's do one frosty fact. Really okay, quickly. a frosty fact for fans who haven't seen Jas Fro- Jack, Jack Frost. What's the shortest one? Ads as off. Troy Miller is a talented director. These aren't frosty <laughs> facts. This is a, this is an article. <laughs> None of these are frosty facts. Damn. We are thrilled to have Michael Michael Keaton's in this film. Oh yeah, he's a shit dad. Oh for fucking crying out loud. <laughs> Yeah, okay, there's the frosty fact for you. Michael Keaton plays shit dad. Michael Keaton's in this. That is a, He's in a band. That's why he's a shit dad, because he's trying to be in a band. What an absolute shit. Mark Addy, <laughs> Kelly Preston, Troy Miller. It's no. a director. I know that name. What's Troy Miller gone to do? Anyway, we digress. Um, yeah, so your Christmas pick for this week is... Jack Frost. Jack Frost. And your homework, if you want to listen to us, is go to wb-jackfrost.warnerbros.com. And learn some more frosty facts. Right, we're going to be back quickly with our final segment, Netflix recommendation, which is linked to a United Kingdom. But can you guess how? Can you? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Netflix recommendation... Do I not get an intro anymore, or do I do the majority of the, um... I'll intro you. The Step linking. aside. Welcome to Netflix Recommendations, where we recommend a Netflix film. Hence, Netflix Recommendations. Take it away, Adam! Wow, that was precise and really good. You're beaming. Are you going to go think of your poem whilst I talk about this? Yeah. Because we're going to go straight into the poem after I've done this, so I might pad for a bit so Sean can open a pen. Instead of suggesting that everyone go and watch Gilmore Girls A Year in the Life... But you should, it's really good. Because I can't suggest it as I haven't seen it. I'm going to suggest that everyone go and watch a film that is definitely not about happiness, popcorn and good times, but instead is about mental manipulation. That's cool too. 
Gone Go. Dun, dun, dun. Where'd she go? Away. Have you seen Gone Go? Yes. Based on the bestseller, the New York Times bestseller, actually, by Gillian Flynn. Gone Girl is a... Looks really is good. David Fincher at his... Book is better. Book or film, book best, or film. Hey, book. Um, book or film, film, because I haven't read the book yet, but I've heard the book is a lot better. It is. But if you don't know much about Gone Girl, it's a psychological thriller, and that's just ludicrous. It's... it's um, Picture this scene. You've probably been part of this scene numerous times. A thriller ends and you're in silence. You and your family sat around the TV screen or in a movie theatre. Did you watch this film with your family? No, that would... Back to that. Don't watch Gun Girl with your family. Watch it with people who are close to you and people that you can shriek with. Because there are a few shriekable moments whilst you're watching it. Um, You might have to move the pencil away a bit from the microphone. That's all I can hear. It's scribbling. I think everyone could just hear scribbling. But it's good, she's working away. But yeah, I can't, like, personally with Gone Girl, I can't think of anyone better than Fincher to direct it. And by just mentioning his name, it makes me want to go back and see his old movies. So, you know, The Social Network, Fight Club, Seven, The Game, and Uh, more. We should watch Seven. We should watch The Game. We should watch Seven. We should watch Seven. (laughs) We should watch all seven of his films. But it's... He's an amazing director, but what's more important about Gone Girl, actually, maybe not maybe not watch Alien 3, but the thing is, what what's most important about Gone Girl is the portrayal by Rosamund Pike is insanely good. And I did some She's reading up on part of this. that movie, way better than floppy Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's in it playing Ben Affleck. Like, I can't actually... He's sad Batman again. But he's actually <laughs> just dealing with a psychopathic wife. And... It's. Hey now, maybe he's the psychopath. No. She's gone. Where'd she go? He might have killed her. Maybe he is. Dun dun dun. So many questions. But Rosamund Pike has the part nailed. And I did a bit of reading into this, and I'll put the link from Variety uh, in the write-up. Her and David Fincher did Skype calls almost daily slash weekly, where during the Skype call, the purpose of it was for her to be the character. And you know what? Scaring David Fincher or putting him on edge must be quite hard. That guy's nailed tension in film. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. And he went and chose Rosamund Pike to do it. And for me, before Gone Girl, correct me if I'm wrong, the last thing I saw her in was Dying of a Day. I hardly saw her anything before this. He, I, and that Dying of a Day like was just awful and that wasn't really her fault But close the Jack Frost page and pull up IMDB I'm trying to think of what, I've, what I saw her in since but also make sure you bookmark Jack Frost so you don't lose it okay so we're going to do here's a quick thing about Ros- Rosamund Pike uh, oh no no she was in Jack Reacher in 2012 as Helen she was in Johnny English Reborn she was in oh, not She was in Doom. I completely forgot about Doom. Okay, she's been in great films since Die Another Day. She was in Doom. But... She was great in Pride and Prejudice. I liked her in um, an education. She's always been kind of, um, a lot of times, uh, um, not the star. And just kind of, she's she's been there. And people are like, oh, she's way better. She should get a starring role. But she's a star now. United Kingdom shows shows that she's a star. And I can't wait to see what's next for Rosamund Pike. At all. She's great. It's going to be great. Anyway, 
that's my Netflix recommendation. Is it actually on Netflix? It is on Netflix, yeah. Oh. oh. It is Gone Girl with Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike, directed by David Fincher. Okay, we're going to listen to Sean's poem, which is an amazing poem, from what I'm guessing. Super amazing. How long do you have? So like six minutes. What? Was it six minutes? No, it's at the end of Patterson, so it was 15 minutes ago I, I guess, gave you this. Yeah, I only, I really wrote it like two minutes ago. We record so. this as live, so there was no technical hijinks going on here. Are no, you ready? I, I didn't spend five days writing this. You'll realize that once I recite it. Okay, so we're going to do this. That was the four or five film podcast. Oh, no, fuck. No, that's not right. Do your poem. Do your poem. I forgot. I forgot to say something. Do your poem. What? My th- yeah, it's my poem time. What are you doing? Sorry, do you, do you, you announce my poem? They don't even let me read it. Okay. Let's try and sound clever. Here is a haiku by Sean Melton. A haiku by Sean Melton on BBC Radio 4. I want to be on Radio 1. A haiku by Sean Melton on BBC Radio 1. Thanks, Grim. That's who that is, right? Grimshaw. Yeah, that- Come on. This is a podcast. We talk about movies. Yay! Dolphin Rattlesnake. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Dolphin Rattlesnake is the perfect way to end the haiku. That's five syllables. I've never been able to write a haiku. It's it's easy. You do five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. But the trick is, by the end, you just write random words. That's my that's what I do when I write haikus. I've just given away my secrets. Dolphin my Rattlesnake. Dolphin Rattlesnake. Right, before we close up shop for this week's episode, as we said earlier, we are going to do a Boxing Day episode. Woo! And in it, I'm going to be discussing something very important. Very important and close to home. What is that? That Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think it's a Halloween movie. Because I... Fuck you. Because I believe it's a Christmas movie. (laughs) And my work colleague, Stephen... Everyone believes it's a Christmas movie. My work colleague, Stephen, decided to call me out and he's like, here's an idea for your podcast. Die Hard is not a Christmas film. So, as part of our Boxing Day Spectacular, you'll be able to hear that conversation between myself and Stephen in full. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to decide if it is a Christmas movie. Now, if you're listening here and you think it is a Christmas film tweet us at the 405 like Adam and Sean yes Die Hard is a Christmas film that'd be lovely well it is yeah it takes place at Christmas time therefore it is a Christmas movie thank you very much that's all it has to be anyway I have been Adam Libanati long name Roach I've been Sean Haiku Master Melton Haiku Master Melton and if I can recommend you to do anything this week it's a clean between your toes some solid advice and also to not leave the tap on when there's been a water outage and then go to sleep yes and lastly go and see the edge of 17 it is out as of the 30th of november very good film women directed go see it That was the 405 Film Podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Libinati Roach. This podcast was created in partnership with Picture House Central. Yay! Oh, they have gift cards on sale, which is perfect for Christmas gifts. And I like presents. The podcast is produced by Oliver Primus and me. Be our friends on Twitter. If you're not already, you suck. <laughs> At the 405 film. Yeah, but also if you don't follow us yet, boo! 
subscribe to us on iTunes, and share this podcast with your mom. Frosty fact! There are two Hanson songs on the Jack Jack Frost soundtrack. You are welcome. Yeah, yeah. I don't care.